You know what's better than a tripod? A quad pod. Isn't that just a table? Wrong. It's a quad pod. Talking sports, pop culture, food, and uh, more sports. Unofficially brought to you by KSRO and North Bay Biz Magazine. It's the quad pod with Jeff Woodworth, Mike DeWald, Luke Straub, and Frank Sumrall. An interesting episode today because the headphones are completely jacked. Oh, see, see, I'm intrigued. Some mutiny afloat. Also, if you're listening to this, you have to cue all the drops now. Huh? And that's the bottom line. Yeah. <laughs> depending on when you're listening to this, I'm getting a haircut. So my hair will have been, will be cut by then. We'll see how it goes. I'm not going to go as short as Luke, but... I'm gonna, well, I mean, you guys can't go as short as me. You guys, look at this sucker. No, I could, I could definitely get it there. Don't you worry. I, I wanted to bring this up uh, look last like a, week. Look like a Chinese I missionary. Got a little, <laughs> got a little excited about the stuff that was going on, and NASCAR has since acted and banned the Confederate flag, which I think is cool. But at the same time, it also kind of makes. Oh, I said that kind of weird. Also makes me wonder. Uh, what took you so long? Like, why, if you knew that it was wrong, uh, why why would you do it if you were prioritizing the locals, right? Because it's like the local tradition of your fans or your original fans. You're prioritizing those fans over anybody else that could be coming. You're, you're essentially saying, hey, we just want to keep this in-house. We don't want anybody else to come in and be a part of this. And it's like, that wasn't very welcoming. I saw lots of athletes on Twitter joking about how now that the band's gone, they might actually watch a NASCAR race or, or try and go to it. But I saw some other interesting things here, like Ole Miss, Ole Miss did it. Ole Miss banned uh, Confederate flags from being flown in their stadium. And it's not because you know they know that it's right or wrong. Hell, they still have the Confederate flag in their state flag. It's like a part of their, I, I believe it's part of their state flag. Them or Alabama, one of the two. Yep. My home state. And, and, <laughs> yeah, okay, uh, nothing to be proud of right there. And uh, <laughs> just, just being honest. But yeah. they had to pitch it to the Ole Miss fans like, look. You want us to? You want to be able to compete with Alabama? You want to be able to play with Georgia? Mm-hmm. We have to stop showing this flag in the stadium because that's repelling recruits. Like they don't want to come here because they don't want to. They don't want to see that. So even Ole Miss had to be spoken to in a business sense, just like, well, this is bad for business. We can't use it. You could do it, just don't do it here. And I think that's what NASCAR. I mean, NASCAR is not going to go out of its way to try and completely burn the flag, but it's going to be one of those things where it's going to be prominent at older tracks like Bristol. Talladega. I'm Whoa. trying to think of any other ones, but like your your modern day your modern day tracks like Homestead or or like Michigan, it, it won't be nearly as prominent there. Good NASCAR knowledge. Uh, I'm just saying uh, that's well, my dad's a big NASCAR guy, so and then I'm, I'm also wearing the NASCAR shirt right now. I'm curious now. how they're gonna enforce this. What if somebody comes in with like uh, Ryan McGee from ESPN said that he did a flyover one time with ESPN or with with NASCAR. They have like drones and helicopters that fly over because these these racetracks are four and five times the size of football stadiums, mm-hmm. football grounds. Like imagine, sure. remember going to, to Oracle and, and the Oak Coliseum and like how that's just the ground there. Imagine about three or four of those. That's a racetrack. And that's just the racetrack taking up that, not everything that's around it or inside of it. Yep. So NASCAR is very vigilant because they do it for illegal merchandise. They'll go and they send wow. drones and have people fly around and constantly go around. And he said one time somebody 
from NASCAR flagged a guy who was selling illegal merchandise, and by the time they had flagged or flown back around in the helicopter, there was already a licensed NASCAR white van that like pulled up and was taking away the illegal merchandise. So you're going to have to do your damnedest to hide the Confederate flag if you want to sneak it in. Okay, well, I'm encouraged by the fact that NASCAR fans are used to NASCAR going around and taking stuff from them because that's what's going to have to happen with this flag. Like, inevitably fans are going to get their flag taken from them. And so I'm, I'm glad they're used to that from NASCAR, only with memorabilia. Absolutely. But at a certain point, it's to me, it's like, why? A, why is it that important to get it in, right? Well, sure. And I mean, then the next thing that it reminds me of, or it makes me question is, and it applies to what's going on in Boston now, where you had the Red Sox come out and just say, hey, we just have a straight up, like we have racist fans. Like it's not, it's not cool out here. So... Um, it's it's it, are the fans going to turn one another in? Are they going to be mm-hmm. are they going to be responsible? And are they going to point out to security are say they hey, are they, snitch? That's what I'm saying. Are they going to are the pan, are the we fans going to get NASCAR NASCAR can police itself all at once? Are the fans going to police themselves? Because you will get those people that like text in like Hey, there's a fight in my section or something like that. Somebody's being rowdy. Somebody's being drunk. I mean, but if yeah. you text that number because you see a Confederate flag or you you see somebody in your section's dropped an N bomb when they shouldn't have and they're using profane and offensive language. Who's going to be the one to step up? And that's what I'm questioning because at this point now, the statements are great and I love hearing the statements, but now I want to know how do you plan on enforcing this moving forward? Definitely. I mean, and, and overall, to me, it's like an enormous story that NASCAR, NASCAR would do that. It really speaks to an actual movement that's going on throughout the country. It's pretty incredible to, to watch. Is, is there a parallel to others? I can't think of a, something in another sport. Like, wait, mm-hmm. you said what those interactions with fans are going to be like with the NASCAR staff. I can't think of what a parallel would be like in another like, what are you, yeah, talking, are you talking about I. like the yeah. like a text line of like fans reporting well, on each no, other because that would that be like they, at the Giants game something that like you know, they'd be the taking fans. you know on the lookout for in an right. NFL stadium oh oh they like, do that at um, I think they do they do it for football games and basketball games too there are certain for like, signs, for like unruly there's, fans. Cer- there's certain signs that you can't bring in oh, to, so, yeah, to places and I know security. And, and for a while WWE was even I think yeah. they, they did something where they wouldn't let you bring in a sign they would just have arts and craft signs that pre-made oh, signs nice. that they would pass yeah. out to people to like hold up during the thing. Like never wanted to go to WWE before now, that but I'm just, great. you know, so like there, there was an idea there what that was going on, but that's all I'm questioning now is in a much calmer tone in a much calmer tone. I mean, <laughs> hopefully you can see what's going on for yourself now with everything that's going on with this discussion that's moved on with the, the disrespecting the flag and the that yada yada. Spearheaded by you, right? Thank you. Uh, <laughs> no, just, just here, but no, Jeff I'm just, I'm letting man. him know that I support it. That's all. And so, and now we move on to another bone that I have another issue is the confederate statues and the and the confederate flag coming down and all that so uh, that's going to be fun to watch like because it's like in what there's there i think there's two other countries in the world where the losing sides flag is still flown as the national flag it's russia and spain hmm. we don't fly the confederate flag they lost and any other point in time in war hail to the victors right because They'd knock down monuments. They'd burn down libraries. They'd eradicate. Look at what the Huns did. I mean, there's lots of civilizations <laughs> that have been wiped out because of what the Huns did and, and history because they just came through. Like, obviously, we're not like that. But the Huns have th- I'm just the saying, quad pod. I'm just saying, when you got the Confederate, <laughs> when the Confederate statues are around, just tear them down. They lost. Why do we have them up there? I don't get it. You know, to me. Yeah, um, we're still a long ways away considering my hometown and my home state, Biloxi, Mississippi, has the Jefferson Davis House as a... Uh, Historic monument, monument yeah. 
yeah, it's, memorial. It's, so. it's, it, 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 and agreed. I've been there as, when it's, I was uh, a kid. The thing that's going to happen is is those those states will have to be the last ones to catch on, right? Like Virginia starting to do stuff, which is cool because there's a lot of Confederate statues in Virginia of all places. But like you're going to need those places. To, Tennessee is going to be another place that has to start changing stuff. Put the pressure and the chokehold on those states to eventually where they're just like, okay. Virginia like, will lead the way. I think probably. that's safe to say. Yeah. West um, yeah. Virginia. Well, not West Virginia. They just burn couches. They just, they just burn couches Hardest over there. Man. That's all they do. Take me home. <laughs> <laughs> all right. There were some fights that have been happening. I want to talk about the UFC also real quick. But when was it Wednesday? It was Tuesday. 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 There was top ranked fighting and on Thursday. ES- and Thursday on on ESPN. I did not watch yesterday's. I watched Tuesday's on my phone. Shakur Stevenson, man, this guy. I'm telling I'm telling Dewald and, and Frank this because they don't they Speaking. you know they know they they don't know nearly as much about don't the boxing. Don't disrespect Dewald and I. I'm saying, yeah, you know what? They don't, they don't know the fight. They I'm have saying, more credit than no, no, no. you. It's I'm terrible. saying you, you don't know. You we don't got know. fury. No, 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 <laughs> not not fury. No, I'm talking about Shakur Stevenson. This guy is. Legit. I hey, remember. If you ever need a, a pick, though, I mean, ask us. I remember, good Steven is so, so, he's so good that Jeff and I can configure it out. No, he is. <laughs> he's good, he's there's good, three fighters right now that when they come up, actually four, I take that back. Four fighters in top rank stable. Whenever you see these names come on the television, I stop and watch Vasily Lomachenko, mm. Tiafimo mm. Lopez, oh. Mick Conlon, mm-hmm. and Shakur Stevenson is one Conlon. of them. Conlon is from Northern Ireland, and even though that's the Protestant land up there, we don't, you know, the, the Republic of Ireland, we don't really mess around with them like that. I still show sure respect. Enough. Because he's just he's a BAF man, yeah. a badass fucker. Oh. That's yeah. So snap. Bam. Oh, yeah, my bad. Whatever. Badass. Mo- there you go. <laughs> so that's a badass fucker. Right? Yeah. BAF. <laughs> Something else. Weird. Something else. My bad. Well, Steve Shakur. He, yeah, Edit he that out. put on a great display Tuesday night. It was wonderful to watch. <laughs> uh, you know, he gets a lot of comparisons. He's a baffer, to, dude. He's as, a baffer. As Frank loses his mind over there. Uh. <laughs> uh, Shakur gets a lot of comparisons to Floyd Mayweather Jr. Just to point of paint a picture. It's a very good defensive style of fighting. Yeah. And he, so he, he knocked dude out with a, with a, oh, with a I, series I made, of body I made a botch, so. Um, it was great, great, great. It's cool. Let him walk by, guys. We're just exhibit Absolutely. animals. That's fine. That's <laughs> no what's doubt. going on. So. Most but exciting thing Looking at the so. UFC. <laughs> U, okay, switching over to the UFC, uh, the UFC fights. Fight Island. There is a octagon on the island, and it's there for, I think, just aesthetic purposes is what Dana White said. Huh. But this is in... Where's it? Yaz, well, Yaz Island? Uh, Yaz Island in Abu Dhabi. Apparently, UFC has held events here before. Oh, he's here. That's the particular. So it was supposed to be a little bit more exotic. That's uh, yeah, like a new ex- island. But well, actually, fun fact, fun fact about Abu Dhabi. They've been, they've been there before. So Abu Dhabi had a 10% stake in the UFC from 2016. Right. What was it? 2010 to 2016. Really? And yes, up until UFC sold for their latest deal, Abu Dhabi backed out. But it's been their chance to, they're working again? They're working again. The headphones are working. Oh, my. No. Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah. they're working. Okay. Fixed it just in time okay, for the Steve. for the big guy. Boys, right. what's up? Oh, not much. Microphones are working Talking again. about UFCs. Plural. And we have headphones. Yeah. We, you, you almost didn't have headphones working for your show. It was grim You're about 10 minutes. You're going to have to do a lot of editing. editing. What the hell yeah. I don't know. They're working again. Magic. Yeah. Modern. Are you more of a boxing Miracles. fan or UFC fan, Steve? Neither. Neither. Oh, well. <laughs> I like watching old boxing. How old? That goes back pretty far. <laughs> the older the better. And then, uh, all the 60s and the Ali shit. And... Right on. Oh, yeah. I've watched, that's good stuff. Yeah. Watched, yeah. yeah, that's what I've been doing. I always, I always think back to like 19, 1920 style boxing, bare knuckles. 
Yeah, you gotta love that too. <laughs> Or yeah, like, those Charlie Chaplin fights are crazy. <laughs> they, they're nuts. They, or like, get, they get wild. Ordering a Tyson fight and hoping that it makes it, you know, more than more than three rounds. Uh, yeah, that's, I remember that. That goes back to my youth. But uh, oh, something else was I wanted to mention about mm-hmm. the Fight Island is that okay, Yaz Island. I was thinking it's going to be super exotic and kind of like into the dragon type, but this place has three fully functional theme parks and a fourth currently under under its uh, construction. <laughs> it also has an airport, seven hotels. A golf course and an arena. God, so, it sounds like a, a bad movie villain plot. I love it. Oh yeah, you know that's what they're going for. Was so. it already under construction, or did this magically? They, they've already had fights here. No, it's existed for a while. Oh. That's why. Yeah, they they had a partnership. It's, it's they, still cool though. The government saying, owned, oh, it's amazing. The government cool had a ten percent stake, sold it. So I mean, the UFC's been doing this for a while, and Dana White knew that he was just going to piss through his, his American fighters in. Las Vegas if he kept it going so at least this way with the Abu Dhabi fights you got the international guys who can come in they're already talking about how they want to keep it on the same schedule at, that they have it in America so these guys are going to be fighting at 6 o'clock in the morning on Sundays when it's airing at 7 o'clock at night on Saturdays here it's going to be wild to see how they adjust and adapt to whatever time zone they're flying in from let it's alone be like watching uh, Korean baseball mm-hmm. it's be nuts <laughs> We're going to rank our top, our best and worst media sports personalities. Just the people that you actually like when you see yeah, come up on the TV be screen. Like a fight island. Yes, and then people that when they <laughs> yeah. come on the TV screen, Perfect. you just change the channel right away. So, Dewalt, do you want to start first? I only have wor- uh, best right now. Who's your best? Give me a controversial choice. Okay. I'm going Joe Buck. Really? Defend Joe Buck. Love me some Joe Buck. Interesting. Get to big- two. You're going pro, pro Buck. Pro you, Buck. Well, in Joe Buck's defense, there he is the hardest working man. What is that, from October to November when he'll, when he'll go and do the World Series games? He goes from Thursday night football to World Series games to, yeah. Sunday, to Sunday games. I have, a, I have respect for Joe Buck. He's just not my favorite. He's, he's a good broadcaster. He senses the moment. He steps back when he needs to. And he's, he's self-aware that people hate him. So it's, <laughs> that, is, is. that is an, an, an admirable quality. I saw last night, completely changing the topic real quick for half a second, there was a celebrity watch party and he was watching with his wife. There was some bird that went to go fly off a cliff and it, and it like plummeted, hit, hit the, like so many rocks on the way down oh, no. and you just see Joe Buck just start crying on national television. I was like, that dude's human. I appreciate him. Frank, <laughs> who's your best? Well, that, um... A drunk Harry Carey. Nothing's oh, better than that. That's, that's a good point. <laughs> well, uh, the, the one with my namesake, or damn near close, would, would, be, would be my guy, Pat Summerall. Uh, and, of course, with Madden. That, that, that's, that's, that was the GOAT. Now, hold on here. I, I, I thought we were going like more like the uh, around-the-horn type sports yeah. personalities. We're, we're kind of leaning towards play-by-play guys. They, they are. You don't have to. It's don't worry open. about it. Go ahead. It's all, it's all open, yeah. All right, wait, wait, is this a fight island? We're throwing all of our favorites in here. <laughs> right, I'm down. I like this. Let's, who do you got? Let's, who do I got? Well, now I feel I feel less good because this guy's kind of scrawny. But I'm going to say that I like Stephen A. What? Oh, I do. Okay. I, I He is, I don't, I often, or I should say, I don't know. Of course, at times I don't agree with him. Nancy and often Bobby, he up? is so overworked, he falls asleep and doesn't know what, exactly what he's talking about. But when well rested and and when he knows what he's talking about I think he's got really strong entertaining takes I am entertained by that guy and that's why he's uh, he's my first why, guy to shut up why do you like him more than uh, Skip Bayless Nancy Pelosi because up? he uh, because um, that's a good question because they're similar they, they are in their I, in their style I don't I don't I think they're on the same level I don't really dislike Skip Bayless uh, I, I don't have anything bad to say about him really 
Uh, I would say that I think that uh, Stephen A. probably stands a little bit less. They both they they both definitely like root for their teams and stuff like that. Uh, but I think in general, Stephen A. comes off more entertaining, a little bit less snide, a little bit less like a prick. <laughs> okay, uh, fair enough. And it's all and this is this is television, right? It's kind of like their personality comes through, so it's a little bit indescribable because uh, they, they are somewhat similar. I hear you. I come locked and loaded. Here we go. Ready? Here we go. Sit back. Reload the shooters. Here left we go. The, left the clip open. If I got to go Mount Rushmore of who I'm going, sports media personalities, Dan Lebitard, Dan Patrick, Colin Cowherd, Bomani Jones. Boom, boom, boom. Your boy. Thank you. Your boy, Bomani. I will say, well, Bomani just gives you that just educational perspective from another level because I don't think like Bomani. I want to think like Bomani because he's very intelligent, but I don't. So that's why I listen to him because every time I listen to him, I just have one of those just, oh, I didn't think about it from that perspective. Like, he was one of the people who I was listening to when he was talking about, that's how I came to learn about Ole Miss banning the Confederate mm. flag was, nah, they didn't do this because it was the right thing to do. They did it because they can't get recruits with that flag. And Bomani was the one to bring that up because uh, he, he found out about it. Yeah, like so, much social justice, it's got to have something Levitard and, and Dan Patrick just got that, you know, classic journalism vibe that I go for. And then Cowherd, it, no, they do. Like Patrick, the, for sure. Patrick, for sure, is classic. Levitard, though, he's got, well, That's that show's entertaining in yeah, its own sense, but his, background, but his background in, in journalism helps, especially when it comes out in interviews. Almost like, all these guys have that. Even Stephen A's got well, that. Well, yeah, and and then you go with Cowherd. He was also a former journalist too. But there's Uncle certain things. Colin. There's certain things that he talks about where I'm just like, you're talking out the side of your neck. But it's cool. I'll let you do it. And then there's certain things where he talks about, and I'm like, all right. Like I I agree with his philosophy on how to build a football team. Like you worry about obviously you get a quarterback, then you get a guy who can protect the quarterback, and then you get a guy who can go after the other team's quarterback. Like that should be your first three steps when you're building a franchise. And I'm like, I I can't I can't deny that. I love that Colin's embracing who he is. He's starting he's, to be. He's yeah. kind of like this kind of. Braggados character, no, yeah. and he's well, really the, into the where it now. Colin, where, where Colin was right, where Colin was wrong is cool, but he also made a comment earlier this week on one of his shows where he just goes, you know, my audience, you know, half of you only listen because you hate me. Yeah, and I it, just, it was very flippant, and I was like, yes, that's, that's, I and, mean, that's uh, what it is. Like, shout yeah. out to his counterpart, Joy Taylor. Yeah. Jeff. She's great. From Pittsburgh. Because yeah. I liked her on the Skip and Shannon, and then she yeah. hopped. I'm definitely, I, I agree. I'm a big Coward fan. Uh, definitely the show, the, the current for, uh, format, excuse me. So I definitely agree with you on that. I'm just going to shout out Jim Rome right quick as an OG. Oh, God. Yeah. I, I mean, just because you've been doing it for a long time. Like, I When's get the it. last the time stick, you heard a show? This sticks up. I, I stopped, I stopped listening about it? seven months yeah. ago. I stopped because I just got tired of the, uh, you clone, <laughs> swing me a vine. Here's sure. the smack off. I'm Jim Rome. Yeah, yeah. I'm He's legendary. T- I'm going to tell you how it is. I've you got know? you. No, but like, I hear you. But, you know, it's shtick. And, of course, it's radio. It's hard to survive in radio. And you got to have a shtick. But you think your voice would get tired or your throat would get tired of putting <laughs> that on? Because I don't think that's how he normally talks. It's like if you just can, doesn't go around <laughs> the office like this. Yeah. <laughs> Did trim you it. get that audio? Gosh darn it! Once you trim the trim all that fat, he's got some strong takes. Okay, uh, I, I like I, I like I your guess, I get it. All right, let's start going around. Dewald, who's one that you don't like? I, I don't know if he really counts as a personality. I'm going Darren Ravel. Yeah. Drives me nuts. Nerd. That was good. That was mine. Nerd. He's, he's the well wow. actually of yeah, Twitter. No, he really is. He's the human embodiment Ugh. of well actually. Is Darren Ugh. Ravel? Is Darren Ravel? Yes. I've never had so many eye rolls than seeing some of his takes on there. He's like, get out of here. He has gotten his his Twitter brand is leech. Is just he's yeah. leached onto whatever it is that he could tell you all the financials about it because yeah, that's what he does and that's that's what he's about. But know? then I feel so bad because like 
once or twice a year, he'll have an actual interesting fact. I'm like, oh, I feel terrible. I don't. I don't, because I'm just like, hey, cool, Ravel. That are the 300,000 tweets you fired off this year. One of them finally stuck. So I don't. I get it. But all right, Frank, who's your back, least favorite? Back on the uh, FS1 train, it was Jason Whitlock. It's just and FS1 so, so easy, dude. Yeah. Um, I have to find someone new. Yeah. So we're gonna have to go investigating who I can who I can trash on. I think we can agree Nick Wright's not bad when he's talking. I've as always, long as he's not talking Warriors basketball, I'm good with. I'm good I've with always Nick Wright. liked Nick Wright. I do know he has his very intense biases, mm-hmm. but he kind of plays into them. And I really like how he combats Colin, just like Clat does. Oh. So yeah, big fan Total of that clap. guy as well. I just saw who Luke wrote down, and I'm very curious as to why you wrote this name down. Who'd you write down? Uh, I wrote down two names, but you saw Bob Isola. Oh, Bob Isola. Excuse, excuse, thought, me, excuse me, Frank Isola. Frank, Frank Isola. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Why did you pick Frank? Well, uh, <laughs> you know, honestly, because I, I had to pick someone I don't like. I don't really yeah, have that much. I don't really like Frank Isola. I don't have like that much against him. Just like with that first name. Like, fraud. like yeah. when, I, when, I, when I'm watching, I'm thinking about like, because one of my favorite shows to watch was always Around the Horn. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking about the guys. Of course, inevitably, you're going to have like in my brain, I'm like, where can I, where can I find a guy I didn't like? Well, certainly that show because they cycled through a bunch of people. So, his his take sometimes I didn't agree with them, but he was strong and, and entertaining. Uh, but he was my least favorite of the bunch, so that's why I chose Frank Isola. Also, Jerry Jay Mariotti. Mm-hmm. So, uh, he actually he actually got uh, fired from a couple jobs or mm-hmm. one job at least, right? Uh, uh, Dewald knows what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not, I don't even really know what I'm talking about too much, but I do know he got fired from a job, uh, and he landed on his feet. Did he? Doesn't he work locally now? Mike? No, he did. He, he was a drive regular at, for a bit. He worked at the Examiner for yeah. a second. He, he worked in good, the Bay Area. Yeah, Mariotti he was a did. good radio guest really? too. And then he had like eighteen more controversies. Like, yeah. I don't think we can really. Yeah, have yeah, I can't, I can't a bring you on here anymore, big dog. Yeah, he was. All right. <laughs> Mine. I, okay, so I have a couple that I don't like. Uh, the first one. I think it's pretty obvious. Clay Travis. Just what does Clay Travis offer besides just let me take the contrarian, you know, let me literally NASCAR bring driver? Republican like politics NASCAR into into sports. No, oh, he has Jay Mariotti's <laughs> number. You want to read it out of the quad pod right now? Go ahead. 707. No, I'm Three, just kidding. One, no. <laughs> what do you do? Uh, no, but yeah, Clay Travis is just, uh, just go look at his Twitter. You don't have to follow him, but just go look at his Twitter, listen to him talk for five minutes, and you're just oh. like, this guy sucks. Like, I hate him. I don't it's know like how David. he's got, I don't know how he's got a following. He, like David he Carr. traffics in hate and just, like, he literally, like, I, I just don't, I don't get it. It's, he picks and chooses, Cherry picks his points and when he wants to, he's very inconsistent and I just, I don't like, I don't like what he has to say. Another one who bothers me, there's two and it, it you know, Chris Broussard, cause I'm so tired of listening to him yell. Oh, just, I like Chris Broussard. <laughs> I got LeBron James and it's just like oh, can you just talk normal dude like I, it takes me having to listen to you yell yell your whiny little voice takes away from your point to the point where I don't, I don't even like listening I don't like listening to him and then the other one that bothers me is Michael Wilbon what now, Wilbon Wilbon's huh? only only because huh? I'll give you that no doubt what huh? it's only because <laughs> Wilbon Wilbon is so old and so dinosaured to the point where it's like I'm everything that I say is right and if you don't like it shut up all right I was around for Jordan I was around for all the Cubs suffering I was around for the Blackhawks winning it's just and if Michael Wilbon because he went to Northwestern all of a sudden that makes him the final journalistic opinion on everything and I don't like it he does have a little bit of that going he on he does and yeah. it's like you say something I don't want to hear it shut up that's always his answer to everything <laughs> if he doesn't agree with it it's did like, he, have to get... ap- he had to apologize for something he said in the uh, Jordan documentary did he yeah it was something about 
Mm, dang, I forget. It was something about, oh, yeah, all the guys in the Dream Team not wanting Isaiah Thomas. Oh, well, you know, you ask him that. There's a cl- there's a question that's been going yeah. around with the NBA. He, right. got, he, got, he got the information completely wrong. There's yeah, he a, had to apologize. There's yeah. a question that's been going around the M- or you know sports radio that says, would you take you know the 97 Bulls or the, what is it, the 86 Celtics? And, you know, traditionally or white, the 2017 Warriors. white journalists will pick the it Celtics. It should be that, but Bill Simmons will always ride the 86 yeah, Celtics. But white, white, journal- white journalists have been that's picking fair. the 86 Celtics unless they're younger, you know, because then they've been that's riding fair. with the Bulls. But just you talk to Michael Wilbon about anything and any Chicago team that did anything great, whether it be the 85 Bears, you know, the, you know, the, Bears. it doesn't, Bears. they're the greatest thing to ever grace the earth. And it's like, they're not though, dude, like give, you know, give me, he's one that's just riddled in his Chicago bias. And it's just like, you are not holier than thou. He seems to have really enjoyed breaking from writing a column in that sense. I'm trying yeah. to think. There's one other person. Or, or well, and I think, I think unanimously, Skip Bayless, we can all agree, is just clown. Like, at this point. I enjoy I think, him, though. I think he knows his brand, though, is that he knows, like, I'm so far up on this anti-LeBron yeah. and anti-anything. Or I'm so pro-Cowboys and so anti-LeBron that I'm just going to become a giant caricature of it. Like, following nobody on Twitter and just going on there with <laughs> Shannon and, so blo- legendary, and bloviating like that. He's got, like, like, 4 million followers and no one no, no one follows him. The only thing he sees on his timeline are literally his own tweets, <laughs> which <laughs> are wild. So legendary. Which are wild. Did he he not, doesn't even follow his wife. No. It's rough. Didn't he follow one person for a while? I, if he did, I don't remember because it was so long oh, ago. Even, even Kanye West Sorry. follows one person. Yeah. Um, what athlete would be your favorite? And maybe least favorite. What do you mean? Oh, athlete an athlete that is, yeah. Oh no, into save this. that for next episode, man. I need to do some homework. Possibly, I got a yeah. lot of athletes that I like listening to, man. But there you go. There's the worst and the best media sports personalities in our opinions. You don't have to like him if you don't. Shout out Chris Berman. Oh, oh back, yeah. Back, 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 back. I yeah, like yeah. him a lot. Good shout I out. loved him as a kid because he made a lot of sounds. Yeah, good, 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 good shout out. <laughs> what? That's, that's funny. All right, so baseball's in a bad spot. Um, recently rejected was a 76 game so bad. season. And the uh, Players Association and the league are continuing to fight, fighting in meetings, fighting on Twitter. Uh, looks like there's not going to be a season. Woo! So why not pile on and ask a myriad of questions to our baseball defendant, Jeff Woodworth over here. I'm a baseball defendant, but okay. I'll well, you're you the too. biggest supporter of the sport. What it do, baby? And while I still have a love for baseball, I know it's many, many flaws. And so we're going to put your feet to the fire. Hoo-ah. You ready? I guess. All right, you want to start us off, Luke? Yeah. Now we got. I think the one that we can all relate to because it's very recent is sign stealing. Mm-hmm. Sign stealing scandals have always been part of baseball. They've reached a crescendo, perhaps, uh, with the Astros, and that looks to be a, still a problem going forward. What's the deal, Mister Woodworth? So I think that with with baseball, the matter that you you don't want technology to interject, right? Like it's okay if you have a guy who's in the dugout and he's watching the base coach or he's watching the catcher or maybe he's watching a twitch in the pitcher if they're if they're you know, there's a tell in, in the way that they're delivering or something like that. Like who was it? Clayton Kershaw had to tell like that where he would raise his arms a little bit higher when he was throwing a change up and he's he was recently acknowledged about how he's trying to change it because it's a tell like that. Yeah. I think once you bring in like the buzzers and the cameras and everything, that's where you take it next level and it's too far. But as far as sign stealing goes hey you got to change those up man if, yeah. especially if you're playing in a division so like the A's and the Stros right if you're the A's and you're the first half of the season and you play the Astros what in a three four game series for example or whatever because mm-hmm. I think you play them six seven seven times in yeah. a series um, or I hate, I hate the, those guys seven six, there, okay. six seven series throughout the year excuse me after the first couple of series 
you got to change it up because they these guys can pick up on it if they notice a certain way that you're tapping your arm or there's a cross or you know maybe somebody goes to readjust their shoe or something you know touch the billet cap you'll pick on to these things and as long as no technology is involved i feel like it's fair game and that's I, I agree. Line, uh, side note because stone cold oh, i could hear uh, so, thank you, Stone Cold. Uh, side note, the A's did complain to Major League Baseball about the Astros sign stealing, uh, and that complaint went ignored. Next question. All right, I got one for you. Uh, baseball lives in its history. Does it hurt the sport with records that they're marred by cheating and uh, excessive steroid use? Just numbers matter too much in baseball, right? Baseball needs to get off its high horse. This is one of those things that you can look at baseball writers for and just be like, you guys are getting high on your own supply. You're, you're sniffing your own crap, if you will, because you can't tell me that you know definitively that everybody who's in the Hall of Fame never used, all right? Guys who played know who used. It was a thing where the media even perpetuated everything that was going on by feeding into it. You got the documentary that's coming out with McGuire and Sosa, mm-hmm. that steroids was at the center of that. That brought baseball back after the lockout, essentially. It's what it's what killed the the Expos. By the way, fun mm. fact, DeWald, I'm just remembering this now, Trigger, because what did I text you last night? There were two things that I said. Mm-hmm. Everyone, about, just, everyone was doing drugs back then, though. Just kidding. Last night? <laughs> yes, I thought I texted you something about the, oh, the Marlins and Expos. Oh, oh my yeah, goodness. Yeah. I forgot, to, forgot right. to remind you. So speaking of, because this is a fun fact about the about the last lockout, it oh, essentially yeah. killed the Expos franchise. Mm. Ruined it. Yeah, they, the, were, they were really good. To the there. point where they sold to Jeffrey Loria for $12 million. Loria sold, Loria sold, Loria sold mm-hmm. the Expo, or ended up selling the Marlins when he got that because that the way that kind of, it, the way it worked out was the... He bought the, the the Expos, ended up selling them to the MLB, who changed them into the Nationals, and then what ended up happening was the the Nash, or the MLB gave him the Marlins, but gave the Marlins owner the Red Sox, and they, they kind of went on this Yankee swap, and how that's how it happened. Well, Loria ended up selling the Marlins to Jeter and his crew of 22 investing buyers, by the way, for $1.2 billion. What an investment. Buying a, a major league franchise team at $12 million and selling for $1.2 billion, that's better than Jerry Jones could ever dream of doing. What does that this is, make the sport better? No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, fun fact, <laughs> okay. side note. Fun fact, side note. And thank you for letting me reminisce about how good the Expos were that year. They were I'm just, phenomenal. You know, but don't, incredible. I, but the whole thing with the whole, the, this idea that, that you can you can pinpoint who was using steroids in the game, and that's you can tell who's in the Hall of Fame is steroid-free, is absolutely preposterous to me. And that's the bottom line. Last question. Last question. There's many games in a baseball season. That's a, a whole question. 162 of them. Not in 2020. That's true. <laughs> is the season too long? Oh, 100%. But you'll never get the guys to cut back because there's too much There's too much money well, How long should it right? be? Oh, there's no reason that the, the Major League Baseball season needs to be longer than 130 games. Let it, me anywhere, for anywhere between 100 and 130 is perfectly fine. Let me fine. throw some quick hits at you real quick. Uh, scheduled 20 interleague games compared to 76 divisional games. Is that a problem? Sure. Yeah, More. it sucks. What? Too no. much interleague? No, no, I don't know if it's too much interleague. I don't need to see. No, I don't, it's, I don't, it's, 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 I don't it's need to turn off. 76 games in your division out of 162, and you play 20 oh, you games more, out yeah. of the, your conference. So you want more people, but you want more nationally. National I want more matchups than Giants-Dodgers. That's, that's what because I'm saying. They just yeah. I don't need Giants-Dodgers, Giants-A's. What is it now? I'll take more Giants-Mets, Giants-Phillies. With the, Well, to what you're talking about, they just, within the last decade, switched that back 
to have the situation you're complaining about. Yeah. So that is interesting. That is not ringing a bell with Frank, the uh, let's say the, the the younger baseball consumer. I mean, divi- divisions <laughs> are fun, but I, I love my matchups where it's like Seahawks are taking on. Sure. The Colts. And and, oh, okay. And I You're think right. you also need to expand the playoff format a little bit. Um, that's the bottom line. Because Stone Cold Seth. Thanks for picking the longest. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, really, really uh, 162 that. game season, and then you have a wild card game that is just one. Does that work? No. I don't like That's what I'm saying. Change the playoff format and, and include more teams. It cut I, off, I, cut I, off, I, cut I off the regular that. season a little bit and, and make the playoffs increase some more. Baseball has the lowest amount of teams that make the playoffs in any of the sport, major sports leagues. All right. Who's the best current player in baseball? Mike Trout. How many playoff games has he played? Zero. I think he's played three. Three? We'll he, um, I think he's been in one series, but he was like super young. Yeah. So it's like... Is it, that a problem that your greatest player in the sport can't make the postseason? Well, Star power. I mean, that's that comes down to the way organizations are run, and the Angels have just not. They've wasted money. They've they've bought. They've 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 paid Trout. They overpaid for Pujols. They brought in Shohei Otani, who's been is an experiment thus far. Dude, I think that might just, work out though. That's just the front office's fault. I, I think it's. I think you can blame kind of the sport. Yeah, too, really? well, you're going to need a, a salary cap, but good luck ever getting a salary cap in a sport that's never had a salary cap. Otherwise, you're never going. Otherwise, the teams that could spend more, that are going to make more and spend more, are always going to win. It's so facto by the Yankees, the Red Sox, all yeah, these the, teams, are, the Dodgers, cap all these teams well. are perennially at the top because cream rises to the top here. But uh, in basketball, football, hockey for Dewald, unless you foul out or do something. Your best player is going to be in the game at the end to give you a chance to I win. I do think I do think that there should be a, a special stipulation in baseball where once you get to once you get to the ninth inning, you should be able to pick out of order which three guys go it up there, much crazy, like a shootout style. If it's the bottom of the ninth, uh, if it's the bottom hard, of the ninth, hard pass. Uh, well, that's I your fault. Mike that's your Trout. fault. Baseball's going to die because you're old and don't want to change Mike and adapt Trout to the bottom times. of the ninth. No. I don't want the pitcher. That's what's going to happen. Baseball, baseball's not going to die. It's going to be have a really low, steady number like Trump supporters. <laughs> oh, nice. All right. Well, that'll do it for us. We'll be back until next time.